Welcome to Brother Brother Podcast. This is part therapy, part tongue in cheek, and all real talk. Um, it's episode fifty-eight, and I just want to say that there are many intros I could have done. I was thinking about doing the whole um, uh, V for Vendetta. Remember, remember the fifth of November, especially since this is coming out on the fifth of November. But I resisted because that's so old and trite, and I want to kill everybody who does it. And then I thought, uh... yeah, and that's Jonathan. Hey, John, how you doing? Hey, what's up? I just watched V for Vendetta two nights ago, not realizing that we were in November. Yeah, we are really in November. Oh, I always remember it because I remember, like, especially when playing WoW, somebody would always say in a trade chat or general chat, remember, remember, the 5th of November, the whole thing. And it's just like, okay, it was fun the first time. Now it's kind of old. So it's like, it's dead well, I mean, to me. I wouldn't want someone to do that. That'd be like if someone did that in, like, um, if someone did that in... What's that game? Like in PUBG. I'd be like, shut up, man. That ain't cool. But <laughs> but like, I don't know. If you're on at midnight or something, and I can be like, Rich, you know what day it is? And you're like, it's the 4th. And I can be like, not anymore. Not anymore. <laughs> I think that's the only time when you can do that. It is okay. That's probably the only time. Um, also, I, I was thinking about uh, doing a little Christmas crema caroling, a little... Uh, on December five and twenty or something like that, just to piss you off because yeah, uh, yeah, that would not have worked. I would be like, no, <laughs> no, no, yeah, because it is officially November and it is officially the time when Reggie starts with the Christmas carols, with the Crema carols. Uh, much to Jonathan's chagrin, and, and it's terrible, yeah. it's terrible. I, I can't help it. Uh, Ash Crude said, I, "I keep it Christmas in my heart all year round." <laughs> mm. No comment. Uh, you, you don't need a comment. I don't care. No I will not apologize for that. No, no. comment. Um, but yeah, so uh, we're back again. Um, and, and let's just jump right into the cards and corner. Uh, and, and who are the champions, Jonathan? Oh, my God. The Red Sox are the champions. Suck on it, L.A. Suck on it, New York. Chicago, you can eat some of that dick, too. Because the Red Sox are the champions, and it was a great World Series. It was a great year, 108 wins, 119 overall, uh, second most in Major League games. history. That's just too many games. I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, that's not even including the ones they lost, um, which weren't many, because we were so good. But I just wanted to just shout out to Red Sox Nation, um, to all those people who hate fans of New England. I get it. I hate the Patriots. Um, don't really care about the Celtics or the Bruins. But, you know... I'm a Red Sox fan, so you're going to have to suck on that one. Okay. Uh, I won't be sucking on anything, but I'm happy for you, I guess. Thank you. And, and I'll say this. Uh, I thought one of the funny things about this whole thing was uh, seeing some of the tweets afterwards. You know, like, um, it, it seems like Red Sox, I guess their their account went back into some of all their mentions about how... Uh, like people were like they don't have a bullpen they don't have this or that and it's like well our, our bullpen uh <laughs> won us a world series and then there were people who were like uh they need to fire so-and-so and like well so-and-so just give us a world series you know so it's like it was funny to see them go back and just be all mm. salty and shit gots to be that's what happens you're on the top you're like yo we're champions until someone else wins it again next year so mm-hmm. might as well start slinging that mud early yeah and, and throwing around those um bud lights and damaging your trophy and shit well i mean Stay that's, classy boston that's so here's the deal they, i don't blame that on the fans i blame that on gronkowski the tight end for the patriots because during when the patriots last won their last world series fuck them 
Um, he was just <laughs> sitting there on the party on top of the double decker, just being like, throw me beers and then chugging him, throw me beers and then chugging him. Mm-hmm. And so now everyone's like, that's new standards. That's what we do as Boston champions. And baseball players and football players aren't the same, y'all. Um, baseball players are like, what the, what's happening to me? What's happening to me? We don't chug beer like this. Uh-huh. I mean, maybe your first beer, maybe your first baseman, but they were throwing stuff at doggone catchers, man. Catchers, that's uh, not catchers, that pitchers, and pitchers aren't like that. But yeah, aside from the damaging the trophy, which is okay because it can quickly be re- replaced and repaired. Um, yeah, kudos to us. Um, real quick, did you go down? I did not go for the um, the parade. I went down in twenty. I want to say 13, but I know that might not be right. I went down for, like, their third championship, the third of this four. Uh, but it's just a lot of people, and it was cold and rainy. Mm-hmm. Like, it, nah. So so you guys have worn so many that you're like, that's old hat to me. Yeah, basically. <laughs> but after, like, 100-plus years, you can you get to have that attitude. You're like, we suffered. We right. had mm-hmm. our years of suffering. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm happy for you. Uh, I, I'll say something else. I f- I found most hilarious was the uh, fact that what was it game four that went like nineteen some odd innings or something uh, like that. Yeah, game yeah game three, three yeah. Like that is just that's just too many innings. That's just that's too much. Because I remember going to bed and and uh, what what were they in like the. I think oh oh they were the in the eleventh eleventh or tenth or eleventh yeah and then I was like okay I I'm I don't really care about this sport I'm going to bed and then when I woke up and checked Twitter there were people like I cannot believe this game is still going on and then I was like wait a minute it, because when I looked at the timestamps it was like six hours ago I was like six hours ago that was like two o'clock what <laughs> what's going yeah. on here I'm I made it so I think you went to bed at the tenth I made it to the fourteenth because mm-hmm. they scored in the thirteenth Red Scott. Red Sox scored at the top of the 13. Uh, so I was like, yo, man, I'm going to read a little mini book downstairs on the couch, and then I'm going to go to bed. I'll go upstairs to watch them pitch the ninth, and uh, then I can go to bed. Call it the, call it the game. And uh, sure enough, throwing error, they tie the game at the bottom of the 13th. Uh, 14th starts, and I just I pass out somewhere in the middle of the 14th. Woke up. It was the 16th inning, and I was like, "What the fuck's going on? The game's still on." Passed out again on the couch. Woke up at like four in the morning, and it was. And I just checked Twitter, and they were like, "Went into the 17th, bottom of the 17th, uh, walk off home run." And I was just like, "Man, I'm glad I passed out." Yeah, because I mean, that's just. I thought I was listening to uh, Culture Kings because they did their live episode and they put that out. And they were talking about, uh, and this was during that game, you know. And yeah. They were like, yeah, uh, we, we're, you're not going to get out in time to finish the game or screw you guys. And then I was like, oh, little do you know. <laughs> exactly. That's funny thing to hear because they're like, well, you know, you, they told that guy, you know, you get your wish because it's the 12th yeah. uh, and it's still tied. And I'm like, you guys, man, you don't even know there's six more innings coming. <laughs> You're going to be able to go to the club, come home, and still be all right. Yeah, I think the the funniest thing that uh, tweet I saw was someone said, this is why I'm all about imaginary imaginary sports. I can't even take baseball seriously anymore. <laughs> yeah, no, that, 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 was, that was a bad one. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, we're champions, so suck it. 
another thing that went off well last weekend uh, was a Halloween bash, which Reg, you flew up to uh, take part in. Yeah, um, I yeah, you invited me out. I was like, yeah, I'm not doing anything. Sure, I'll, I'll come out and uh, not not that saying you know like I, I don't mean it the way that came out, but then I get what you meant. But yeah, so I was like, yeah, I'll come out, and then I was um, Luke Cage, which like three people got. But whatever, it is what it is. Maybe it is the wrong crowd. It, well, you're in white ass New England, so yeah. Yeah, but my my, my nerd folks got it, so I was happy with that. And then uh, what what I thought was hilarious about it was people who were like who didn't get it. They're like, oh shit, is this like some sort of political costume? Is he like a a, a black guy getting trying to live his own life you know and there's just so many people who just like weren't gonna say anything but were like hovering around trying to find out what the, what the hell it was you know i was like and so that was fun but i mean there's some really great costumes there like the hocus pocus people that was amazing yeah they definitely had they probably took the uh, cake for best costume but there were some good ones my favorite uh my buddy nathan and vanessa who played who came as each other yeah um, that was i nice. thought that I thought that was great. Um, we had uh, God, what's uh, my my friend um, Casey, who is George, my buddy George's girlfriend. She came as um, one, the youngest daughter from uh, Bob's Burger. Uh, right. She, she did a great job with her costume. Not only did she come as uh, the Bob's Burger thing, but then as the Bob's Burger thing, trying to play Batman. <laughs> yeah. So it was like almost meta. It, I was going to say it was really Inception. Yeah, and it's uh, Louise Belcher who's who she played. And she played her from the episode where she was tried to be Batman. So, yeah, it's like an Inception costume where it's like there are multiple layers to it. Uh, my buddy Mike Ori, had, who, who was best dressed for the night, came as um, Professor Plum from Clue. Oh, yeah, that was amazing. Which also opened up something to me. I didn't realize so many people have never seen the movie Clue. Right. But you know what? I can't say that because I until this week I had never seen Hocus Pocus and I got a lot of what you've never seen that what you know so like that was on my shameless and when I got home um, AMC they were showing it all the way through like Halloween and I was like well let me check this movie out and I gotta say it actually holds up I I had a good time with it yeah no it's not it's not a bad movie. Um, but speaking of Halloween and movies, how'd you do with your 31 Days of Horror? Oh, let's go through this one. Um, I only got to 21 or so out of the 31 days. Uh, I'm sure there are m- movies that I'm missing off of my list because like, I I really can't think of everything. Like I know there are some movies that we saw up there when I came up. I, I put Terrifier on there. Um, Would You Rather? And I think I'm sure there's something else that... Oh, I forgot. Would you saw. rather? Uh, so we saw. Would you rather? We saw Rogue, the movie about the uh, alligator. Right, right. Um, we saw Dawn of the Dead, uh, two thousand four, Underworld. Um, see, see, I'm glad. Okay, Dawn of the um, Dead, Underworld, Rogue, Nightmare on Elm Street. You were up there for that. Yeah, we watched that. Did you finish? Whatchamacallit? Um. What's that movie? Uh, the new, not, not Nightmare on Elm Street, the new Jason movie? I fell asleep in the middle of that movie. Um, I'm up here awake for that. Oh, yeah, the 13th. Um, uh, Friday the 13th. Friday, Friday the 13th. 
So that brings me up to about 25, 26. So I only missed it by five. I'm not mad at that. Um, well, I bet you there are more you, you missed. Because I feel like we watched at least six while you were up there. Like two nights of three. Um, but I can say I made my I made it all the way to 34. Now adding Would You Rather. So I successfully did it. But um, I will say what's easier for me. I was sick a couple of days. And I put about eight movies down. During those two days I was out of work. Um, uh, my highlights um, were basically the ones I had – a lot of the ones I would already seen. Constantine, Cabin in the Woods. Oh, I hadn't seen Cabin in the Woods. Um, Train to Busan was a new one. That was a, that was, got a real nice score, 9.3 for me. Um, but I also had some – revisited a bunch that I really liked and haven't watched in a bit. Like uh, I watched Blade. On uh, December 31st, mm-hmm. I watched uh, Legion, even though that, and we talked about how bad that movie is. Uh, I ended up watching that as well. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm, that's something I'll probably do every year now. Yeah. Or at least we'll try it every year. Oh, uh, how does Legion hold up? Is it better, at, you know, like, as a, you know, when you know that it's bad? Is it like so bad it's good? Yeah, I think you can enjoy it a lot better when you know it's, like, not going to be a good thing. Mm-hmm. When you're not, like, expecting it to seriously scare you or have a serious plot. So you just – you can sort of laugh at, like, how bad some of the decision-making ta- is and how bad some of the deaths are. The last 40 minutes are, are the best part of the movie. Once they – I feel like – I feel like they had to work so hard or they felt they had to work so hard to prove to people that this could be a realistic scenario as opposed to being like, this is a scenario. Now we're moving on because once they start moving on with like, you know, the rebel angels and, you know, her whole decision on whether or not she wants a baby, it becomes a good movie. Then people commit to being like, okay, I don't know what's going on, but I trust that saving this baby is the good, is the, important thing okay um did you ever see that movie uh priest yes oh my god yes i own it okay terrible not good not good better or worse than uh legion Legion. oh worse much worse i think in my mind okay what would you give would you rather i think a 4.2 out of 10 is what i i'm thinking i think i gave it a 7 out of 10 but I could be talked down. I, the only reason I give it a seven out of ten is because it was everything. Like, would you rather is a movie that I put off watching for a long time because I'm not into torture porn and I knew that that's what that movie was. But the cast that's in it, uh, you have the guy um, uh, from um, which from uh, Gotham who plays a penguin. He plays a creepy son. Uh, you have Jeffrey Combs, and Jeffrey Combs is a he's a he is a staple of like horror movies like you have when you talk think about like horror movies Jeffrey Combs up there because of things like uh, reanimator among other things uh of course I love him from um the stuff he did in Star Trek he played Wayun and then he was in Enterprise and played a couple the only reason to watch Enterprise is for Jeffrey Combs so like I'm a Jeffrey Combs 
you know, big fan of, of his work. So like to see him chewing up scenery the way he did in the, that movie really sold it, you know, made it worth watching. And then, um, so yeah, I had, I, it was creepy in every way that you wanted to do it to be creepy and it was disturbing in every way I wanted to be disturbed, you know, and I thought it was going to be so like, I'm not into torture porn, but that was a really good movie. I really enjoyed it. Well, I feel like they made, they kept the torture pretty much down, um, down to a limit and it wasn't over the top. Like, you know, someone gets stabbed and blood sh- shoots out of their neck across the room and drowns someone's face in blood. Like it was pretty appropriate for what, the the acts that people were having to do right um yeah also uh Ed, eddie steeples also uh known for being in uh, my name is earl yeah he was good too. uh he did a good job in that and i always like seeing him in movies uh so yeah i guess maybe i'm too hard on it it's definitely i guess it would be a higher score if i took the budget into effect I mean, it's, it's it reminds part me of, of, of uh, like movies it. like The Circle, which is a very closed room and like the, the set is really small, and I, I just kind of like that. Um, yeah, I'll give you that. Uh, one last thing for the Carson Corner. Oh it's... wait, wait, wait! Before we move on, um, I, what was the best movie you saw it, it, last month and the worst? Uh, the worst movie I saw was this movie called Island Zero. Um, actually, I take that back. No Good Heroes. Alien movie, low budget, terrible acting, terrible plot. Um, I hate a movie where nothing makes sense. Like, literally nothing makes sense. Uh, you have people disappearing, but no one's really investigating in this small town, you know? Everyone acts weird. People do all this... It's not, everything about it was bad. Um, that one and Island Zero were god-awful. Um, best movie I saw that I hadn't seen before, because, you know, there's some good ones on here. Like, Blade, to me, is like a 9.7, 9.8. That movie is spectacular. I'm going back and watching it, I forgot just how good of a movie, outside of being a superhero movie, just how good of a movie it was. Um, so, looking at the new stuff I watched, I would say Train to Busan was probably the best movie I saw. Um, best new movie I saw, um, but right behind it is The Blacksmith and the Devil. Um, I watched that one with subtitles, no, no, with dubbed the first time, but then found some time to watch it again with subtitles, which was a better, it seemed less comical that way. Um, it, no, it, it was, those two were probably the highlights. Yeah. How about you? Uh, for me, the worst was, and I already talked about this, Tales from the Hood 2, because it fell so far, and then it was just not good. Like, yeah, it's just a waste of film, really. Um, but next to that, I would say Shudder was a really bad movie. It was like a ghost movie, one of those. I, I don't know if it was a Japanese film. I assume it was, considering it was like American actors in Japan telling a Japanese ghost story. It was just not good. It was that the one with the camera. Yeah. Yeah, not good. Yeah, not good. Very bad. I'd give that a two. Uh, but yeah, um, Blacksmith and the Devil, eight point five is what I gave it out of ten. It's a solid movie. I highly recommend that. Um, and I also want to kind of honorable mention of The Apostle, another good movie. It's a cult movie. 
uh not not like cult classic but it's about a cult and uh really good uh eight out of ten i'd give that one so i highly recommend both of those movies and yeah i mean i always look forward to doing this every year and then next month i'll be doing uh 25 christmas movies for uh christmas boo um did you watch mandy with um what's his name Nicholas Cage. I tried watching it like three times and I kept falling asleep. I'm going to try and watch it tonight, I think. It's one of those movies. It's not that it's a bad movie or it's not interesting. It's just I I keep catching it at the wrong time. I'm like really tired when I try to watch it. I watched it and had to watch the ending um, twice just because I fell asleep in the last 40 minutes. Mm -hmm. But it is – when you finish it, we're going to have a talk on that. Okay. Um. But uh, speaking of talking, it's time for us to get into our podcast rundown, our top five, maybe some honorable mentions of what we're listening to and who's gotten our ear. And I'll go first because mine um, is a really pretty much a close collection of what I've been listening to for a long time, uh, just shifting people around. Uh, number five is Ear Hustle. Uh, it's a podcast about um, life in San Quentin. It's a real great one. It's They're short episodes, but... Um, they are so authentic and genuine. It's great to listen to. Also heartbreaking at time. Number four, Daily Zeitgeist. The uh, the boys crush it every just about every day. Number three, Yo, Is This Racist? It's one of the few podcasts I wish would go to twice a week or three times a week because I could listen to them all day. Uh, number two, The Dollop. Uh, they have come on strong lately. Their episodes have been great. Uh, and number one, uh, Culture Kings. Keeping number one nice and strong, although the dollop as of late has been challenging their the frequency of uh, Culture Kings. Hmm. Uh, for me, uh, number five, let's talk about Miss Baby. I uh, really enjoy that. Is and, and these top five are ones that I immediately go to the minute they come out. So let's talk about Miss Baby. Uh, left, right, and center. Number four, Ologies at number three. The Daily Zeitgeist, and then, of course, Culture King's number one. So, like, mine really hasn't changed much. But I did want to kind of, you know, give a little shout-out to some that, you know, will probably not make it on my number, my top five list, just because my top five is kind of pretty solid, and I just don't see that changing anytime soon. Uh, But I give a shout-out to Dr. Death, which I binge-listened to. Um, It's kind of like, uh, uh, what was it, Dirty John? Uh, yeah, you know about this crazy case and like how this one dude could get away with messing up so many people's lives and stuff like that. And it's about this physician who was really bad at his job and like paralyzed people. Like people died under his watch. Uh, something like thirty-three people's lives were messed up, and you know, like nobody did anything about. It. Like hospitals tr- were trying to cover their asses, so they would just let him go. Instead of like reporting him and stuff, so like people kept getting hurt because of uh, things that he was doing, and, and people weren't, you know. Then a few doctors went on a crusade to get him, um, you know, get his medical license taken away. And the end result is he ends up getting charged with, uh, I think, uh, murder or something like that. And it's like the first time a, a doctor has been charged with murder because of the work that they did. So it was, it's a really good listen. Uh, yo, is this racist? Uh, yeah, it's another one that I listen to the minute it comes out, but it just didn't crack the top five. 
for me. Uh, and then FML Podcast, which is about the Fantasy Movie League, and they do other stuff with their podcast, but it, it's an enjoyable listen outside of, even outside of the Fantasy Movie League, if that's not your kind of thing. But, uh, so yeah. Those are my honorable mentions. And there was one that I was listening to that I'm going to stop listening to. I'm not going to shout them out because, you know, you don't have anything good to say. But it was a uh, Doctor Who um, podcast about, like, kind of a Doctor Who podcast from people you don't normally hear from, like, uh, uh, you know, black voices and and black women talking about Doctor Who. And it's just, I I really... I listened to them because of some of their old stuff and I wanted to try it out and like their older episodes. And then when we got into this new season is when I kind of was like, I, I, I don't know. Like there are times when I was listening to them and I was like, God, I hope this isn't what we sound like, you know, because like there's one character that they hate just because he's an old white guy. And I mean, there are other reasons. It's like, they don't, they don't think that he should be on the show because, he's there as a token white guy basically because like this new episode new doctor has a whole set of companions that are you know not represented usually uh there's a i think she's a pakistani uh woman then you have a black guy and of course the doctor's a woman so like i I get where they're coming from especially with how he's introduced like i hate when women are killed so that dudes could have motivation and that's kind of something that happened but i mean to bring that up and spend 20 minutes of on it every episode or whenever he's mentioned kind of like i'm like ah you're beating the dead horse and it's hard to get through you know uh so like i don't know that i'm gonna keep listening to that one i totally get you it's hard when you lose a podcast where you're just like i can't I can't do this either because the topic is repetitive or because the hosts just bore you or anger you or they're inappropriate. It's kind of way like there are times that I miss um, there are times that I miss last podcast on the left, but they were just way too dude bro. And I know if I go back, I'll be mad that I got caught up in dude bro again. Right. Exactly. So anyway, you just got to let it go. Yeah. And I mean, let's move on to uh, what's going on. (laughs) What's going on? What's going on? What's going on? Yeah, what's going on? And speaking about what's going on and kind of tying back into, you know, what I was saying about that other podcast, Black Lightning. I'm going to, I watched like the first two episodes. I think I'm maybe two or three episodes behind. I think I'm going to watch get caught up and then I'm probably going to drop that that show. I'm just it's too much lean on me meets I don't know, some sort of superhero show mixed with a bunch of like all the Medea movies, you know, and it's just it's Damn. too preachy. It's too preachy for me. You know, like yeah. I want a I like I want a black superhero who is a superhero who happens to be black as opposed to we're going to tell a black story with superheroes and get in on the superhero gang. Like there's a reason he's not with or in the flash Arrowverse or, or Flareoverse rather. Uh, and the Flareoverse is basically the flash arrow and legends of tomorrow. And, and Supergirl kind of gets lumped in, lumped in there, but she's kind of in her own different universe. Like she's not on the same earth as the other three, but anyway, neither here nor there. 
but like it's just it's too preachy you know like i just want a good story and i don't need to be preached to and i don't need every black issue to be brought up and like that takes away from it and uh, i know uh, and i think it's unfair to put that on the black superhero show like luke cage i i think it works with luke cage it worked i don't think it works with black lightning for whatever reason it's just it's I feel like at the end of every episode, there should be a, a gospel hymn or something, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, uh, unfortunately, I, I don't know that I'll be finishing that. And if it gets canceled, I'll be sad. But at the t- same time, I'll be like, eh, I kind of expected that. I 100% get where you're coming from with that. Um, and I said it last um, season when we were talking about this, that I hope that that was to build the background to, and a foundation for you to understand why he's fighting for the challenges that are going on in his neighborhood, but then to move it on to like his battle with Tobias, you know, um, his not having to do this whole black struggle superhero business. Like you don't see any other white superheroes who are like, oh, I also happen to be Jewish, so now I have to fight Nazis and I have to fight stereotypes of Jews and you know. It's like other white superheroes just get to be superheroes. Right. You know, I mean... Uh, and, and that's what he should be. He should just be a fucking superhero. Yeah. And, and that's, like, one of the reasons why I might start watching Supergirl, too. Because for the, for the very same reasons. Like, this season is all about Supergirl fighting, like, Trump's America, you know? And it's so fucking heavy-handed. It's, it's depressing because you don't need to throw in all the LGBTQ stuff. And I'm not saying... And I'm not saying it, like, the way that these conservatives and alt-racists say, it, like, why are you throw, shoving LGBT stuff down my throat? That's not what I mean. I, I like that. I like that there are LGBTQ characters out there. I like that they're coming out in the forefront and they're becoming normalized because they should be normalized and all that. But I'm tired of the preaching, you know? I'm tired of uh, every character that's out there. Is You know, it's just... it's. It it gets a bit much. Like, just throw them out there without having to tell a story all the time, you know? Without having to bring up everybody. It It's not normal as... It's not normalizing somebody if you're always talking about how abnormal they are and how abnormal their life is, you know? If that mm-hmm. makes any sense. Well, no, it's, and for me, it's just like it's okay to have that. Just don't make it be the sole and only focus of it where you're just like, hey, you know, we're going to hit this button and everything is going to be LGBTQ related for Supergirl or black struggle related for... Um, for uh, what's his name? For Black Lightning, just like let them be like, yo, we're super educated black people, and we're just going about our lives and sometimes fighting crime. Yeah, I mean, like, there's one, and something else that kind of bugs me about um Supergirl is that, especially this season, uh, this season, like I said, it's basically Trump's America is that she's fighting, you know, because they're fighting all these xenophobia and. uh all these people who want aliens. But you know what? what's weird about it is, again, it's one of those things where you make the villain so bad that you can't root for them or you you can't be like, well, they kind of have a point because truthful, truth be told, I mean, this is what, their third or fourth season and every season aliens have tried to destroy or take over the world. So when people are like, we want aliens off the planet Earth, they kind of, you know, 
They got a point. They got a point. I can see where they're coming from, especially considering last season, not only did they like kill a bunch of people and try to t- destroy the world, but they tried to exterminate humanity, you know, because they were like the Daxamites are taking over planet Earth. No, no, no. That was two seasons ago. Last season, Kryptons tried to terraform the Earth. And, and, yeah. So it was like, I mean, this is the second se- second, so, you know, season or so where people have tried to destroy the Earth or or wipe humanity out. So I understand. But then you have these guys who are basically Nazi Ku Klux Klan type racists. So like, but then at, at the same time, the president of the United States was an alien and was hiding and lying about it and was, you know, forcing all this amnesty and all this alien cooperation and not letting people know that she was an alien herself. So it's like, I get where these people are coming from. Yeah. If I would feel like, you know, I was lied to and maybe my country's my planet was being stolen from me too you know so it's one of those things like it, i get where they're coming from but i just don't know if they're doing it going about it the right yeah. way this is not the way for you guys to deal with, yeah. with what you think you're dealing with uh that's a good point point. and then last um, lastly on that the whole supergirl thing and my last complaint about supergirl is there is something uh, you know, we deal about, talk about, and, and especially among minorities, about people who are, like, white passing, and, and and what I mean by that is, you know, they have some sort of ethnicity to them, but then they don't talk about it because they get the benefits of being part of the majority, and nobody has really talked about how Cara Danvers does that herself. Like, aliens are out and about in this world of Supergirl, but Kara herself passes as a human like there was one there was one episode where uh marsha manhunter was like um there's a rise in hate against aliens and we need to do something about it and she was like well i don't see it they love me they love supergirl and then he was like yeah because you're a blonde white girl i mean he didn't say that but i mean basically he said he should have said it you know and like yeah when you're a blonde white girl it's easy to for people to love you you know and then they came really close to saying that, but then didn't. And I was like, well, like, if you're not going to talk about, like, some of the hard-hitting issues, then why even bring it up? Where you? Well, yeah. but then again, like I said, it goes back to why should this one show have to deal with all that, have to put all that weight on their shoulders, so. Yeah. But I do think it's a glaring problem that nobody's talking about the fact that she is passing as a human. And, you know, it's hard to take you serious and struggle for alien rights when you're not feeling that struggle yeah well i mean that's one of the problems about privilege it's just like the concept that because it's not happening to you means it's not happening like people exactly. who think that way um which kind yeah. of brings us to kanye uh living that privileged life and then all of a sudden he decided that he's woke again that means he's on his medicine. That's what that fucking means. Do you th- see, okay, I wanted to ask you this. Do you think he's on his medicine or do you think that people, it just hit his pocketbook? It finally hit his pocketbook. No, I think he's on his medicine because Kanye's a person who doesn't care about losing money because he has so much of it. Plus, he's married to a Kardashian, so money's not an issue for him. Yeah, but it seems like the Kardashians were, dis- even Kim was kind of distancing herself. Like, if it, oh man, I can't believe yeah, I'm talking about celebrity brand. stuff, but it seems like... That was for her brand, Yeah, that, it seems like, though, that their marriage was in trouble. Nah, that was just for her brand. She's like, yo, it's gonna be... He can do whatever he wants to with his Yeezus shit, but don't be fucking with my Kardashian brand. Mm. 
I don't know. I'm skeptical. I mean, he's still canceled for me, but whatever. Like, I just, I, I can't deal with him. And, uh, I mean, I was never a big Kanye fan, but I, I guess I was okay when he was, you know, out there speaking the truth. Like when he was all like, George Bush doesn't care about black people. I mean, I don't know if that was just the inverse of it, of, of uh, black slavery is a choice and, Maybe we didn't see it because he was saying things, you know, that we all believed. But uh, I don't know. So, like, I'm kind of done with him in his whole coonism and minstrel show. It's just hard to sit back and watch. Not necessarily because I was never one of those people who are like, oh, Kanye was my fan. He was my, yeah, he was a role model, all that stuff, man. Um, Like, I, I never really got into that. So for me, it's not so much of like being like, oh, there goes my hero I've lost. For me, it's like, man, I can't buy any more of your vinyls because I can't give you money when you're acting out, hanging out and supporting fucking um, race baiters and racists and bigots and yeah. stuff. Like him designing T-shirts or using some of his designers to help with that whole Blexit. Like, come on, man. Yeah. Even if you, even if if even if it's true that you had no, you know, no role in that shit, other than connecting to someone, not someone said I need help with the project, and they were your friends, so you connected them. No, I'm not even trying to hear that shit. Like, just you have to be responsible for your influence and your voice. Exactly. Um. Uh, here's something I did kind of want to ask you though, because I I was listening to I think it was Yoz's racist, and they were talking about how about Kanye and whether you know you can play his records or or whatnot or things like that, and and it got I don't know it came to an interesting point for me where they were like it's okay to still listen to his music or whatnot, just don't I guess be proud about it, and then I was like you know it reminded me of the conversation we had where we can't listen to um. You know how uh, R. Kelly ruined karaoke. Yeah, and and uh, we can't listen to um, Bill, Bill Cosby, Cosby anymore. And, See, and, and I was wondering because, like, I thought they came down on the wrong side of that. Like, I get one hundred percent. You know, I get the whole. You know, you still want to listen to his stuff, and maybe it's because it means more to you. But I mean, I don't know. It just seems like you can't. I don't know. Maybe where do you draw the line? Is there a line that you can be drawn? I think. Personally, for me, Kanye crossed that line because of how, I mean, when you go so far as to jump into the white supremacy pool and, and splash around and be their poster child to, to use as a weapon against other black folks, then you're just, I mean, is it as bad as drugging women and raping them like Bill Cosby? No, but it's in the same damn ballpark, you know, in, in my opinion. It's, it's the, you know, it's degrees. You may be in Bush League, but you're still playing the same sport. For me, it's just wrong. It's, I think, for up, like you say, up to a point, you can separate artists from individual. But like Kanye fucking did some real dirty shit, and he supported not just Trump but others in his administration as they were basically using him as a cover for their racism. Like you can't, even if you've already bought that stuff. I have Kanye albums that I've that I've bought. They're fucking with the Bill Cosby shit for right now. And they may say they forever. Or Kanye may do something to bring himself back into the fold and to real show 
some real empathy and change and going out and actually helping people. But, like, the idea that I could buy his albums and just not be, like, out and about um, a big supporter, um, I, I, I disagree with that. I think they came down on the wrong side of it. And another thing I think they came down on the wrong side of it was the idea of, like, whether or not um, white kids could be Black Panther. Like and they're like, nah, pick another character. Like I, I disagree with yeah, that. Yeah, like, me too. If, if a white kid is their favorite character, it's a black person. I think that's a valuable thing. As long as you're not doing it in blackface, I'm all cool with it. It's exactly. Um, my uh, nephew-in-law, or however you want to look at that. Um, so their parents trade their their Halloween candy for new pajamas. And his new pajama set is fucking Black Panther. And with a hood that, when you pull it over your face, you have the Black Panther mask. That is badass. I saw, I saw that the day after, and I was like, fuck yeah, man. Yeah. I like the fact that some white kid in Kansas Can was like, I could have black anyone. I want the Black Panther. Mm-hmm. I want the king. Yeah. That's a good thing. That's not a bad thing. Like, if a kid wants to be a black character, whether it's a... Barack Obama, Malcolm X, or Black Panther could. That's good. Okay, here's a question, kind of tangent. If the kid dressed up as Barack Obama and had fake ears, would that be wrong? Um, I think it's approaching weird. Uh, that's definitely one where you'd be like, uh, but... I don't know, because I kind of feel like if you're going to have your kid, your white kid dressed up as Obama, would it be wrong to have him wear an Obama mask? No, I don't think so. Me either. I feel like that's the safest way to go, because people are like... Other than that, because who else... I mean, uh, the only reason I say, like, I would maybe be okay with the ears is because outside of wearing a mask, how are you going to tell that that's Obama? Like, I think that's just a problem with any real president. Unless you put a mask on him... Or uh, just a kid in a suit, right? You know, unless you're like um, FDR and you're in a wheelchair with a blanket over you. I mean, how would you know who the president, what president you're being? Yeah, yeah, I gotta, I gotta say, I think that that's the way to go. Yeah, mm-hmm. as long as you're not coloring your skin, like same thing. I was thinking about like if I wanted to be Sideshow Bob and I, I kept my skin black but got a Sideshow Bob. A uh, wig? I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Yeah, uh-huh. You can be a, a black guy wearing purple, red, white hair. And, and I'll say this. Uh, you know, we just got finished with Halloween. And it, it's kind of amazing the the how many people still keep doing, you know, getting this crap wrong. Um, and I just wanted to go over a couple of them real quick. Uh this nurse got fired recently because uh, she and her boyfriend dressed up, did a couple's costume as Beyonce and Jay-Z and then did it in blackface. And, you know, so she ended up getting fired over that. There was a school in Idaho uh, where they dressed up as Mexicans, the, the stu- not the students, the teachers, which is like fucked up beyond everything. And then they also dressed up as like the border wall. Um and then there were a slew of people who, for whatever reason, decided to dress up 
as, like in Hitler and Nazi costumes. I mean, this one dude had like an authentic, like he walked out of the SS Gestapo and he was like, I just threw it together at the last minute and my son wanted to be Hitler and we're doing it for history. I'm like, no, you do not have 100% authentic Nazi costume and that's just something you threw together. I don't, I couldn't throw together a Nazi costume if I wanted to. If you gave me a week, I could not throw it together. That's the thing. That's the thing I uh, I hate when they're like, we just threw this together at the last minute. And he's not the only one to make that excuse. A mother took her kid to a community um, Halloween event and dressed her kid up as Hitler. And he was then had the nerve to be like, I don't understand why everyone's upset with me. Um, my, I, you know, we he. We didn't have time to really whip anything together, and this is what he came up with. It's like, yo, man, that's just not the way it works at all. Like, you didn't just whip your shit together. What happened was you made a decision for your kid to fucking be a Gestapo. Yeah. And then what I hate was all these people were like, stop attacking my kids. Stop. Like, you did this. You brought this on yourself, you know. Today, a bunch of people attacked my son. Like, no, you dressed your kid up like a fucking Nazi. Right. And people reacted. Yeah. So, like, again, it's one of those things, like, all these people, like Megyn Kelly, are somehow learning that blackface is wrong. But we have this problem every year, so why can't people just fucking learn? You know? Every year we know that there's going to be somebody who's dressing up in blackface and losing and getting dragged and i i know i'm just like i'm enjoying the schrodinger of it all you know like this lady a nurse got fired because of a costume and it's it's kind of amazing to me well i I think about the teacher who dressed up as la fonda from um napoleon dynamite it's like yo you picked that character so you could put blackface on you didn't happen to pick a character who was black like Ah, it's the fucking worst. Yeah. Um, they're not the only white folks fucking up. And I gotta say this. Um, the Nazi stuff, that's a white only thing. You don't ever see blacks or Hispanics dressing up as Nazis. I don't, I can't recall seeing Asians doing it. I, to be honest, I imagine it would happen more often. Um, but even then, like, you don't ever hear about Asians dressing up as, like, the Japanese Imperial Army. Right. You know? Yeah. Like, but white folks have been fucking up some more, and we had a woman in, in Charlotte, Red for your at. Yeah, South Park who accosted, <laughs> who, who accosted two black women in Charlotte who outside their apartment waiting for AAA to show up. And she's just like, yo, I make all this money. I'm beautiful. I'm white. You need to get out of here. Do you belong here? Um, and then the cops got called, saw the video, and bam, she got fucking arrested and just recently got charged with um, a whole bunch of, of charges. You know including what? I want to roll some of that back. And this is one of those things where I think the story changes when you're local because this woman, the police came and got their stories about the assault and about the slurs and all that. And I believe, I don't know if they saw the video that night, but they let that woman go and they weren't going to do anything about it until it hit Facebook, until the news started picking up. And it wasn't until a couple of days later that they even issued a warrant. They issued those warrants and then she was supposed to, I guess, surrender herself, but didn't. So then it became a arrest on site type thing. And that's how she got arrested. 
So it's one of those things is like, it's only because of public pressure that she even got arrested or charged for anything. That I did not know. And that's And it makes sad. me wonder if that's just something that's true with all these cases because like like that the woman who dressed up in blackface got fired from her job because it went viral. You know, it's, it seems like the only way for this stuff to actually action to happen is for this crap to go viral. It's kind of a it's a sad state of affairs, but I mean, it, it I guess it is what it is. That doesn't surprise me with the school stuff because that tends to be the issue because most administrations, I'm sure, are just like, just let it slide. Hopefully people will let this go. And then when it doesn't, they're like, all right, Susan, sorry, you fucked up. Yeah. That's why we have this character thing here so that. Yeah, and this woman had a good job. It was like a hundred. Uh, everyone kept talking about how it was like $125,000 a year she was making or something. And she just got booted and, and they were quick about it. Once that thing hit, they were like, no, she no longer was with. I I I I get the feeling that she found out she was fired through a Facebook post, like some sort of Trump thing. <laughs> it's just terrible to be like, "Yo, hey, you got to get the fuck out." Yeah. Sorry. Exactly. Get the fuck out. And then um, something else that happened locally, which is sad, is there was a school shooting here. It seems like it was a result of bullying, and um, there's only one kid. Uh, only only one person died. I know how how that sounds. It's a sad state of affairs that that's you know where we are in America right now. That like one person dying at a school is is like good news. But uh, one of the messed up things about it was parents found out because their kids were like someone just got shot at the school, and then the principal and the school were like, "No, nah, we're gonna keep them in in class." You know, it's like someone just died, and it was like go on to the next period. It, it's kind of mind-boggling because like parents started coming to the school, and then people were like, "You can't come pick up your kid," and then they were like, "I'm taking my kid out of the school." And now it's kind of a big thing about like what you're supposed to do now in Charlotte with school shootings if it should happen again. Well, I mean, that's just fucking dumbasses. Yo, you got a kid who gets shot. Pull that mother. Everyone comes out. You send those people home. They can come back the next day. You can make up that day. You can ask the school, the state, to forgive a day. Why do you need to forgive a day? I don't know, because someone got killed. The idea that you're going to be like, no, we're going to leave them in school, and you can get your kids later. That shit's insane. I'll say one thing about CMPD. uh, Not CMPD. uh, Charlotte Mecklenburg Schools. It seems like the first thing that they care about is whether they're going to have to make a day up or not. Because, like, even when we were in high school, and even till today, it's like, you'll see the bad weather come through or something like that and they'll wait to the very last minute to cancel school or they'll keep everyone in school to like 11 o'clock so that they can say that they were there for a full day and then send kids home and like parents are getting real pissed off about that they're like you need to start concerning yourself with you know like our schedules and what we're going to do with our kids and stuff like that and whether we need to get you know babysitting or uh, child care you know, because you can't just cancel at the last minute when you know you're going to cancel. Yeah, that's what happens when they're concerned about, like, funding and attendance-based funding and as opposed to being concerned about uh, the actual safety of the students and their staff, too. That's the other fucked up thing. Like, it's not just students who have to make these last-minute decisions, but you have staff who have kids. You have staff who have to drive from a longer distance from where from where they actually live versus where they actually work you know um so yeah it's just one of those things where it makes you question um 
how much they care for their own for their own staff and students. Yeah. And other shootings, uh, there was a Kroger shooting. I, I think we may have talked about this last episode, but there was a shooting where, uh, and this kind of all gets into uh, the politics, which we're going to talk about in a sec, but um, this man went and he tried to shoot up his uh, church, but was stopped somehow. Um, I don't know if it was just because the doors were locked or people were like kind of sketchy about him and, and he turned away but then he went to a Kruger and shot two black people and then when he was confronted he was like white people don't shoot white people and left and then there was also a shooting at a Jewish synagogue where 11 people were killed um, and you know these, these right wing people killing folks and it goes back to the discussion we had a couple weeks ago where like people are like well there's violence on both sides and I'm, I'm just again there's you just cannot equate the two. One, there isn't really violence on the left. There isn't violence on the left. Even if you want to call Antifa the left and, and the violence on the left, they're not killing people. They might punch a Nazi or two, but they're not killing people. And that one, that one guy who uh, shot up uh, the, the baseball field, yeah, that's, that's one guy. So, I mean, even if you wanted to go a- apples for apples, that's one guy in three years or so. As opposed to these guys in the past month, you know, and not even talking about Heather Hayer back in Shawsville, you know, so, you know, let's call a spade a spade and talk about the problem with um, the violence on the right, especially considering Trump told the Justice Department not to look into uh, white supremacist groups in, in the crimes that they commit. It's just real hard to, like, take people seriously when... They're so fragile when it comes to accusations of what they are. To be like, well, not all white men, not all right-leaning people. And it's like, listen, if you're not that guy, then we're not talking about you. And you shouldn't, because you feel uncomfortable, try and derail the conversation as it is. Exactly. I mean, if we're not talking about you, then stop defend- stop defending these people like everything's an attack on you, and if you feel like everything's an attack on you, that really says a lot about you, you. as a person. Yeah, no, it's it's got to stop. Yeah, and I noticed Farrakhan has been really popular lately. It seems like conservatives want to try and link him into to leftism, or, you know, the leftists or somehow, and I'm like, I just don't see it. Farrakhan has never been really a, a fan well, of, of... He's He's part of the left cult that has nothing to do with the actual left, like um, Farrakhan and Bill Maher and um, I guess now Lena Dunham, although she's, I mean, she's kind of left, left-leaning, but she's hated by people on the left, too. So, like, it's one of those things you're like, yo, Farrakhan, no one claims Farrakhan except for Farrakhan. Yeah. No one claims Bill Maher. So stop trying to act like we are, like, those are our dudes. Yeah. They're not. And, I mean, that's the thing, too. Like, when you think about people like Rush, like, I, there is not a Rush on the left. There, it's just, there just isn't. I cannot think of anybody who would even fill that void. You know? There, there isn't a Sean Hannity on the left. Nope. Maybe Rachel Maddow. I might give you but- Rachel Maddow. But even Rachel Maddow comes with facts, you know, like... Not only that, but people... I don't know, I think, like, the left is so varied that they're, she has her fans and she has... Like, I don't listen to Rachel Maddow at all, like... I don't even listen to the clips on, on YouTube, you know, so... 
I don't know. I just, I just don't see it. But, uh, yeah. yeah, so, um, those are just some horrible events that's coming up, and I think they're going to have a big deal with, maybe they'll impact the midterms. I don't know. It, it seems like they will. I know Trump was mad about the synagogue thing, not because of the senseless slaughter, but because it took away the momentum. And, um, it, that just goes to speak about how messed up he is as a person, that that's what he cares about is how it affects him. You know, his daughter and son-in-law are Jewish and he doesn't give a damn about the Jewish people. Although they don't, the Jews don't really claim them. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, so yeah, so I guess the question is, Jonathan, midterm predictions. Yeah, that's the last Let's episode for the midterms come out. I'm going to say the Democrats win the House. I'm going to say it's a 50-50 split in the Senate. 50-50 how? Because 50-50 as in 49-49-49 or 50-50? Because like you you have, what, two independents? Bernie Sanders technically an independent. Are, are you counting I would him say, with the... I'm, I'm, they're counting in... So 50% Trump, 50% anti-Trump. Okay. okay. Independents going towards the Democrats. So 48 plus two independents. Versus 50 Republicans. That's what I'm going with. Okay, I can see that. Um, I I don't... I hate to predict because I feel like whenever I make a prediction, it jinxes people. I mean, that's been a long-standing tradition with, in my humble opinion. Uh, but yeah, I do think... I, I don't think they take the house. I really don't. I think everyone's going to be surprised come December. I mean, not no, November, Tuesday. I think everyone's going to be shocked at how... I, I, I think people keep underestimating how much the country buys... How many people buy into the whole white supremacy and all that stuff. And for the simple fact that we can't even say those words in, in society. Like, the news won't say it. Instead of saying somebody said something racist, they're like, he said something racially charged. You know... Um, I'm counting on just the whatchamacallits on the, uh, on the, the polling, the excitement, the early voting, all that right now, for the most part is leaning towards, um, towards the left. I saw something today on, um, Fareed Sakaria and they were looking at polling done from like, Seven different people, some international, some domestic, some government-based, some opinion-based. And basically what they just about figured, give or so in 4.9 direction, like on the Democrats and on the Republicans, it's basically like 98% um, right-leaning is going to the Republicans, 98% left-leaning is going to the Democrats. But in the independents, especially among those uh, 25 to 18, it's something like 63% to the left and 38% to the right. So if that can actually – and those are um, likely voters, not just poll, you know, pollers. So if people actually get out and vote, then the left should have no problem taking the House. Uh, and the Senate obviously is different. But I, I have hope. Um, that people have learned from these last two years. That's the one thing I have the most hope. Between the shootings, the angry women, the LGBTQ, the Hispanic populations, which are voting in big numbers in the Southwest uh, and in the South, I think 
if this isn't the time that people vote pushback against the right, then there will never be a time. And I think that's what I'm concerned about. I don't, you, like you said, if this, if this, if it's not now, then then when? I just don't know that it's not. It's now. I guess I just don't think that is. Well, my thing is this: if it's not now, that's the reason why I have a uh, reason why I have hope for it. It's just like, if it's not now, then what are there's nothing that will get the people off their butts to vote because in America. Racists don't outnumber non-racists. Uh, that's one mm-hmm. thing I am I am a hundred percent sure of. Now the problem is, racists vote and and non-racists haven't been voting. But if this is truly uh, if if all this resistance and all this bullshit, all this loud noise that still has continued up until this point, um, I think there's very little op. There's, it just—if you can't do it now, it's never gonna happen. That's just it. When, especially with all the stuff that Trump has been doing and the right has been doing to prevent people, like you just—you just have to get out and vote. Yeah, I mean, I hope I'm wrong. Um, I'm off Tuesday. I was thinking about working, but I'm, I'm just gonna take a day off and kind of sit around and watch the election results come in. Um, and, and I hope I have egg on my face. But um, I think that's about going to do us for uh, what's going on. And uh, let's just go ahead and introduce our last segment. It's a new segment. Uh, we're going to call it the Nobody's Listening because, like, I see the numbers. I just don't think anyone's listening anymore. So we can say some hot take stuff and nobody's going to say anything hot about takes. it because, you know... Whatever. Nobody. Yeah, nobody's, nobody's listening. listening. This is just between us. <laughs> and um, I'm going to start off by saying uh, whenever, you know, I, I know there was this thing Rob Reiner, I think it was Rob Reiner, put out uh, this week. And it's a, you know, I think it's the epitome of white liberalism. And it's why I don't trust, like, white liberalism or white feminism because everybody acts like, and he basically said, you know, in his 97 years, he's never seen America like this before. It's never been this bad. And and I'm paraphrasing. And, you know, I and a lot of people pointed out, you know, 97 years, that means you lived through Jim Crow. You lived through a Japanese internment. You lived through the civil rights movement. And you're saying now it's never been this bad. You know, it's like that's just kind of epitomizes and wraps up into one everything that I find distasteful about this new resistance and all that is because I just don't trust that it's going to be here, you know, because things have been bad for a whole lot of people, for the LGBT community, for minorities, black people. We've been getting killed by cops since, you know, Rodney King and before then. And now all of a sudden it's bad, you know, because it's affecting you because Trump's in office. Well, what happens when Trump leaves? You know, what happens when the Democrats get the next president. Are you guys going to stay here and continue to do the work? Or are you going to leave? And, and I've got a feeling that you're going to leave. And what, you know, so like, I feel like we need to get as much work done now while they're here until they leave us. Cause I don't think it's going to stick around. Like I, I see all this, um, outpouring for the, the Jewish synagogue, uh, you know, people who died there and it's tragic. It is because some of those people live through, um, 
the Holocaust. You know, they were in concentration camps and came out of it alive just to get gunned down in America by some anti-Semite who was fueled by Trump. You know, so that is horrible. At the same time, there's a church of the week before that was burned down, a black church, and spray painted, vote Trump. And that got no press whatsoever. You know, so it's like, yeah, it's bad that this happened, but it's been bad for a lot of people. And I just don't trust our newfound allies and, and their newfound wokeness. I think the issue for me, uh, especially about the Rob Reiner thing, and you hit it right on the head. It's just like the privilege to erase or put blinders on for so much of American history. To be like, this is the worst thing that you know I've ever seen in my America, in my 97 years, and it's like, you must have sleptwalked through the through the decades where they were lynching black people after church, or because you know some white woman is found out to be sleeping with a black man and is, doesn't want to embarrass her family, so they go and string him up. You must have slept through, like you said, the internment camps and and all these things, and it's like. Now, because it's affecting your people, now you want to be super upset? I'm sorry that, you know, those 11 people were gunned down and that shouldn't happen. But where was this uproar and this this outpouring of sympathy when Tamir Rice was killed less than two seconds after the cops arrived? Where was this outpouring? And there are lots of people who did protest, but for the most part, people just turn a blind eye when it comes to the murder of black people. So it's hard for us to, to look back and be like, Oh yeah. You know, I don't know. It's, it's just difficult to deal with and to hear. Yeah. So I guess that's my hot dog. And you know, I'd say don't at me, but nobody's listening. So add away. Um, well, my hot take is that I think white women are just as, if not more dangerous than white men. Oh, just this is, because this is a hot take I got here. This and this is my thing. I've realized through this last six to eight months of white women calling the police on cops. Like, it's very lucky that a lot of these situations haven't turned violent, you know. And a lot of it has been because the victims who are being called on have been level-headed enough or have been able to use recordings to push back against other narratives. But that's a new thing, you know. You, you think about the number of times that white women have called the police on black men, black and brown men, gotten them killed, gotten them falsely arrested. That guy in Detroit who had the three women who progressively were calling the police more and more and more to the point that they were like, he's a pedophile and he has a gun. Like, that could have ended up violent and that dude could have lost his life. And... Granted, I get it. You know, white men are definitely doing, especially right wing white men are doing a lot of shootings and toxic masculinity has killed a lot of people, not to mention um, female victims. But I think that the ability of white women to cause an environment where other, where white men become violent, I think that is. Um, something that is just not really metered or checked. Because uh, a lot of these white guys who end up shooting people, especially the ones who are like ideologically based, have this belief that they're protecting not just their whiteness, but their white women and their white future. And I, I think people haven't tied the two together. So that's my hot take. Cause that is extremely hot. That's like nuclear hot, bro. 
I know, but hey, nobody's listening. Nobody's listening. So it's A-OK. Um, another thing, another hot take I got, Post Malone. Post Malone is like the continuation of white mediocrity being rewarded at its highest level. Like, he's not one of the best rappers. His music isn't, like, earth-shattering or, or like, he's not changing the game or anything like that. But the, the few things that people love less than a white guy who is um, popular. It's the reason why, like, Eminem gets all these rap, gets all these, had gotten all these awards outside of the rap categories that black rappers never got like album of the year and shit like that. So, um, I think that he is just a continuation of that process. I wish I could say anything about that, but I don't know who Post Malone is. And until you said that, I didn't know he's even white. So <laughs> that's how far out of the rap game I am. Well, it's just mediocrity being, uh, rewarded and I talked to someone about that this week and I was just like yo man that shit's not that good mm-hmm. um, here's my hot take uh, I think The Shining is overrated and I think Jack, Nich- Jack Nicholson is overrated too um, I watched The Shining and it was just okay and it, it could be because you know like everyone talks about it but uh, it was just okay and I was like Jack Nicholson is just playing Jack Nicholson, the same Jack Nicholson I've seen in forever. So it's like, I, I, I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. Um, I disagree with that. I think The Shining's a good movie. Um, I don't think it's uh, as great a movie as people uh, make it out to be. But um, I do think it's a great movie. Yeah. Not a great movie, good movie. Hmm. What would you get about a ten? Uh, I'd give it a solid seven and a half. Okay. I guess I'm not too far off. I'd give it a six, six point five or so. Okay, yeah, guess, not, I guess we're not too far off. No no, it's not like epic. I, I think it gets rated too highly, like you watch you look at best Halloween movies, it's sometimes in the top 10, sometimes in the top 3, and I think that's outrageous. Right, like, I'm sure uh, it's on the AFI best best of or whatever, you know? Yeah. I mean, I saw one, I saw this list this week where it was number 4, but Get Out was number 1, and I was like, um, that's, I, I appreciate it, but that's not right either. Yeah, Get Out, that's too, it's too early to, to, to say something is number 1. Like, I hate whenever... It's There's not like that. Come on. The Exorcist, man. Yeah, How you... yeah. I wouldn't even say what? The Omen is better. Yes. What? Yeah. Come on, bro. Yeah. Come on, bro. I, I might watch The Omen tonight. It's all for you, Damien. It's all for you, Damien! Um, yeah. It's... Yeah, no. Um... I'll say this. My hot take. The NBA season's going to be overrated because no one's beating Golden State. Um, I saw them play the Timberwolves mm-hmm. on Friday night. I think it was Friday night. Watching that. And um, the Timberwolves were like using, having, playing a perfect game, putting all this energy into it just to stay within distance. And they're a good team, but this, you know, it's not going to happen. Oh, I got one hot take to leave us out. I think there should be a ban 
on gun sales to right to right wing white men. Because there is Damn. no doubt. There's no doubt. And you know what? I'll anyone who wants to say, well, what about gangs and stuff like that? Cool. Put in urban use. I don't live in an urban area and I'm not trying to buy a gun anyways. So if you think like urban black people and brown people shouldn't be able to get some, cool. Just keep it out of the hands of rednecks, out of the hands of quote unquote thugs. I think I would be okay. I would almost be okay with the ban of gun sales to men, period, for like two years, just to see how crime, if crime would drop or not. Well, on that note, I think this is going to be the last episode, or it would be if anybody was listening. But uh, like we said, nobody's listening. So I'd say send in your hot takes, but nobody's listening. But if you are listening, send in your hot takes or or, or get at us for, for our hot takes, whatever. But, uh, Whatever you do, as always, please speak your truth, tell your story, and stay woke. No gun sales for men. You can find John at TempeWMF on Twitter and Instagram, and you can find his other stuff at TempeWorld.com. And you can find Reggie at Hedonis, that's H I D A N A S. He co hosts, in my humble opinion, and the Cinema Chat podcast.